John 14, 1 says this, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. I don't want to preach to you today about reviving your faith. We've since, uh, although we're still giving uh, legally to Clark Fork City Church and the name change has taken place with the state and uh, we have, we're a church with a new name. We're now Revive Church. Two of you like it. That's good. I want to talk to you about reviving your faith and what it means to be revived in this verse, this uh, part of this chapter in John 14 at the Last Supper uh, speaks so well. And it, this r- really challenged me this week, and I hope it will challenge you, and I hope I can communicate it in a way that helps. But he said, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house, there are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? Verse 3, and if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again, and I will take you to heaven? No, myself. That where I am, you may also be. And look at verse 4, really If you don't have a Bible, you can read the Sky Bible uh, up on the screen. Jesus said this, And you know the way to where I'm going. I'm reading from the ESV, and I love the way uh, they translated this. You will know the way to where I'm going. Think about that for a minute. Verse 5, Thomas, who always had some good lines in the Bible, said to him, Lord, we do not know where you're going, period. How can we know the way? Question. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you've known me, you have known my Father also. From now on, you will know him and have seen him. Philip, who has some good lines as well. I feel bad for Philip's. He's Philip, he's in the Bible, but he only has bad lines, mainly. Recorded for all of history. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and that's enough. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long, and you still do not know me, Philip? It's been three years that he's been with these young leaders, and he said, basically, I am the Father. Verse 10, do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe in me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe on the account or the works themselves. Let's pray. Lord, as we open your word, we pray you'd open our hearts, you'd speak to us. We wouldn't just read your word today, you would read us, you would look into our hearts, you would help revive our faith if we've gotten off track, if we've been diverted or distracted, we pray you would help us, lift us as Revive Church, help revive our faith as you have helped us for 40 years as a church. We're grateful for the past, but we want to look ahead to what you want to do in the future. And we're grateful for what you started last week downtown. We pray you do a great work tonight there and 
a great work in us, but would you revive our faith and help us to know the where and the way. In Jesus' name, everybody shout in. Amen. This, this story at the, the Last Supper, this uh, famous uh, portion of Scripture <coughs> that lasts several chapters through several of the Gospels, it's called the Last Supper. Jesus sits down with his, for a while, 12 <coughs> until uh, Judas leaves. I need some water, excuse me. Until Judas takes off to betray Jesus, there's 12, and then now 11. And uh, he says these words to them, don't let your hearts be troubled. And that's a funny thing for God to say, isn't it? As if we would be uh, troubled, and as if we would find trouble. But he says, uh, I, I read that this week, and I thought, man, it, uh, there's times where if I'm honest, over the last uh, 20 years serving in ministry and uh, more being a believer, where I've been troubled. Anyone else been troubled? Man, I'm, I didn't sleep at night. Maybe you tossed and turned and turned over your pillow to, so it's cooler on the other side. Is that just me? Man, my pillow's too hot. Uh, I've been troubled. This, this uh, portion of scripture is uh, forever captured by uh, Leonardo da Vinci, late 15th century, painted the Last Supper of all the disciples sitting there. And, and uh, amazing teaching. This is like, this is Jesus at his best right before he's uh, going to go, and he tells them, I'm going to leave. I'm out of here. I'm going to the Father. I'm going to prepare a place for you. And they're bothered by that. And they're going, well, why would you leave? You're pretty good on the team. How many think if you had Jesus in church, it'd be a pretty good deal? Jesus is part of our elder team. He's, he's leading us here. I, I think that's a pretty good, don't be troubled. And there's times, if I'm honest, where uh, I've been troubled. This year I have a, a prayer list I've been praying through. Uh, as we journeyed into this year, I've been praying for uh, Revive Church. I've been praying that we can change our name from Clark Fork City Church to Revive. I believe it's uh, time for a new time for us as a church. I've been praying for downtown a lot. God help us get back, back downtown where we started. God help us get down into the Bitterroot Valley. All right, two of you agree. But help us grow as a church, help us be revived. I, I have the, this prayer list and then uh, on my prayer list, uh, I have to admit there's a few personal things. One was God, I, I pray I get a really big six-point bull this year. Amen. Michael, you can say amen this time. The bitterate, <laughs> the bitterate gals were amening before, but all the hunters said amen. I know not all of you hunt, but I believe in 100% organic. Elk meat worth like a million dollars a pound. And this year I went out 
I prayed that prayer. I said, God, I, this year I really, I really want to get a, this huge six-point or better uh, bull with my bow and arrow. And I went out hunting with my daughter, Maddie, who's 12. And we went, uh, well, actually, uh, that's something else. Can you? That's huge, Alec. God answered the prayer, but in another way. Uh, that's Gracie, who got her first deer yesterday. Uh, we named that deer lunch meat. <laughs> they were leaving with their grandpa, Bob, for his birthday. He said, all I want to do is ride with the twins to my elk camp and go hunting for the day. And we said, fine, just don't wake us up. You get up and, and uh, go with grandpa. And so at 7, like 35, it's like 10 minutes after first light. I decided to sleep in yesterday. You guys can forgive me for that. Gracie comes running into the room. Dad, Mom, I got my buck. <gasps> I jump out of, you know, <gasps> did he really? And yeah, I shot a buck. They were just leaving on the horses, and she shot that buck, lunch meat. And uh, he wasn't the smartest tack in the box, but she got him, and he's in her freezer already. Someone say amen. So Maddie and I were, I had prayed, I had prayed, God, you've done this. You've prayed for personal things. Where, God, help me get this. And Maddie and I had ridden up into the mountains one day, trailer to a hunting spot, and rode horses, and we're nothing happened, but we're coming back, and we heard this elk bugle, uh, down towards the truck, and it's, we're almost out of light. And so I said, we better put it into high gear. And one thing we don't do is run our horses back, but we were running. And I jump off the horse, bugle, and this elk responds. We tie up the horses, and Maddie and I run over the hill. Literally this huge six-point elk bugles back and Maddie's hair is blown back. Her eyes are this big. Dad, what's that? <laughs> That's the elk. I didn't, uh, barely had any time put an arrow in, draw back, whew, right over his back. One of the biggest I've ever seen, Vince. I'm just, I mean, just, he ran right, I mean, it, I thought, God, you set this up. This was a perfect hunt with my daughter, never got an elk together, and here's this elk, and I missed it. I went back for three days looking and searching, and arrow went right over, and finally found that, and missed it. And I, to be honest, I was a little bummed at not only myself, but God. You ever do that? God, I prayed for this. After all, the Bible says, ask not be... Have not because you, <laughs> yeah, I was praying it wrong. That's why it didn't work. <laughs> Don't let your hearts be troubled. I was troubled. I was honestly kind of troubled. I said, man, I, not quite like Ben's sermon with the O swear word sermon a few weeks ago. But seriously, I was, I was, uh, I was disappointed. I said, God, what's going on? I prayed for this. It's on, after all, it's on my prayer list. And there's some things, not to belittle serious prayer needs, but there's some things we pray for as believers and we get disgruntled with God. We, 
So after 40 years of a church, I mean, there's been things that we've prayed for that haven't been answered. There's been things you've prayed for and said, God, where were you? And, and, and we wonder where God is in the middle of everything uh, we've faced. And don't let your hearts be troubled. These disciples had something more serious in mind. Jesus is going to leave and they're with him at this last uh, supper. And he says, I'm going to go pr- prepare a place for you. I'm going to bring you, he didn't say not to heaven, which I think is a clue, but he said, I'm going to bring you to myself. And uh, he says these words, he says, and this is what blew my mind this week in verse four. And he said, you will know the way to where I'm going. You will know the way to where I'm going. What is he saying? He's saying, you will know the destination and you'll know how to get there. Think about that. What a blessing to know the destination and to know how to get there. You're going to know the way to where. You're going to know. And he's saying this to 11 young men who are are, uh, discouraged. They're challenged. And Thomas says, I love what Thomas does don't love, but we can either belittle Thomas or we can relate to Thomas. He said, Jesus, we don't know the way, period. And I don't know how to get there. We, we won't know how to go there. Are you guys with me today? He says, I, I don't know the way. I'm... Uh, Jesus said, and, and Jesus answered him with this. He said, I am. And here's a clue. If anytime Jesus said, I am, we need to lean in. We need to listen. We need to, what are you saying? And he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. But he said, we don't know where, period. We don't know the way. We don't know how to get to where you're going. And even more, Uh, Philip says later on, he said, Lord, show us the Father and that'll be enough for us. You see what Philip does there? Jesus said, I'm going to show you the way to where. And he said, I am the way and the truth to the life. And Philip goes a bit further and says, can you just show me a little bit more? Isn't it funny that God said the faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen? Philip said, just show me God the Father and I'll be okay. Just show me God incarnate. And he's going, man, I've been with you guys three years. Don't you see that I'm the Father? Me and the Father are together. I'm the way and the where. Did you know Jesus is, he's saying, I'm both the destination and the way to get there? Let that, I'll show you the way to where. I'm the way and I'm the destination. And they're going, you're blowing my mind. Is that confusing to anybody else? Are you like some Indian swami talking in riddles? And Jesus is going, no, I'm the way. And I'm how you get there. 
I'm the destination, and I'm the way you walk it out. You've got to live in me. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And the most simple way to, to break that down, that amazing, famous scripture, is Jesus is the point of life. John in his gospel in John 1.1 1, 1, starts the whole gospel with, I am the, uh, in the beginning was the word, the word with God, and the word was God. Jesus is God. He's the way. He's the word. He's the, he begins this gospel with, I'm the way. I'm the, I'm the truth. I'm the life. I'm the way to where? Wouldn't it be fun to find the way to where? Have you ever gotten to where in your life and realized, man, I need to get, or gotten to there in life and wanted another there? Is that just me? You have a, you have a destination in life. If I could just get there, I'll be set. If I could just reach this goal, I'll be satisfied. If I could just get to my there, the things that I've set up in life. But what we do is what Thomas did, and I'm not mad about it because I do it myself. Thomas separates what Jesus combined. Jesus said, I'll show you the way to where. But Thomas said, we don't know. I better read it to make sure I don't misquote it. Verse 5, Thomas said, Lord, we don't know where you are going, period. How can we know the way? Question. Thomas separates what Jesus combines, and I think we do that in our life. We separate what God fulfills. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God. The Word was God. The Word is here, the Word is with us, He's for us, He's in us, but we try to separate and we get off track and we get the wrong destination and the wrong there and we'll separate what God wants to join. What he fulfills, we forget at times in our faith. Is anyone with me today? And so sometimes we get the wrong there. I'll show you the way to where, way to where you're going. How many want to know where to go in life? How many today on this Sunday would like to know the purpose of life? All right, many of us who are believers, if you're new to faith, I think this could be a huge jumpstart in your life, but we set up our life with simple goals like, man, I'm born. You didn't have to do much to do that. But I'm gonna go to school. Then I'm gonna go to college or trade school or then I'm gonna find me a wife. Someone say Amen. I'm going I'm to have a family. I'm going to make some money. Then I'm going to go to heaven, and my life will be good. Right? Think about the goals that you've set. What are the, what's your there? What's the, what are the things that you've set in life? And God said, I'm, Jesus said, I'm going to the Father and p- to prepare a place for you. But there was a clue in our reading where he said, I'm going to go prepare a place and bring you to myself. See, we think heaven is the ultimate goal. How many of you have ever done that? Or the goal of Christianity is the ultimate goal. And when we 
separate what Jesus combines. I'm afraid what we do is we make Jesus uh, a means to the end. Have you ever done that? Well, I'm coming to church today so I can better my life. I'm coming to church today so I can, he's one of the steps along the way that's gonna improve my goal or I'm gonna get to where I'm going. You ever ask the question, maybe where you're going isn't where Jesus is going? Maybe his there isn't your there or vice versa? Sorry, I missed the six-point bull and I'm wrestling with this today. Have you ever prayed to God and maybe he's become a means to an end and uh, maybe you're now, like I, i.e., God's a means to an end. I didn't get that elk and so now I'm kind of mad at God. There's got to be somebody else. You prayed to God and something wasn't answered and so you're a little upset. God, you're going in a timeout. Right? God, I'm kind of upset at you because I really thought my life was going to go this way. That's how my prayer really was when I realized, man, I'm upset at God because he didn't fulfill what I thought was the destination. I realize it's a silly illustration. but it points to really our motives, really to our heart, and really God's going, I'm going to prepare a place for you, a place where you're gonna meet me. I'm gonna bring you to myself. And I wonder today in John 14 at this Last Supper if Jesus is really saying, I'm the point. I'm the point of life. I'm the way and I'm the where. I'm the way to get there and I'm the destination. How many think that would bring, bring great relief to us in life? What if we get to heaven and we say, oh God, I, I, th- I was down on earth. I, I get to heaven and I, man, I was thinking about my elk. <laughs> we get to heaven, we walk, you know, past Peter at the gates. He lets us in. And there's Jesus in all his glory. Oh God, there you are. But man, I was down on earth thinking about my career and the rays. I was down on earth thinking about all the likes I get on Instagram. Right? I I don't think Jesus is opposed to our success, but I think when we get off him as the main point, if he's really a means to the end, then, then he's someone we just pray to. He's the big daddy in the sky who we're trying to get things from, but he's really the way and he's the where. Right? He's how, he's how our faith is revived. Jesus is the point. Heaven is our home, but really Jesus is our home. He's the one who, who's called us to himself. And God wants us to not separate what he combines and say, hey, I'm the way and the where. Thomas is confused. Philip himself says, show us the Father, and if you show us, then we'll believe. But that's not what it's about because faith is, is more than seeing, right? Jesus said, I want to bring you to my uh, self. There's this great verse in, in Colossians, Marius, if you can flip it up uh, on the screen at Colossians 1, 
16. You guys can turn there if you can uh, find it. says this, for by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. I think one of the things Jesus is saying at this uh, Last Supper is, men, all things are created through me and they're created for me. Do you know what the purpose of mankind is? It's to glorify God. We exist to glorify him. All things were created through him and by him and for him. And I love the verse in Revelation 13 where it says, from the foundation of the world, the Lamb of God was slain. And that, I had to wrestle with that for a bit. So literally from the beginning of of the foundation of the world, the Lamb of God, Jesus himself, was slain. He was picked. He was set aside. So even at this Last Supper, the, the fight is fixed. He's going, man, I'm, I'm going to lay down my life for you guys so you can live. The fight is fixed. The Lamb was slain. The Lamb was, uh, all things are for Jesus, they're not for us. Someone say amen. Our lives exist to reveal Jesus. And I I wondered about that when he said to the disciples, I'm going to show you, I'm going to bring you to myself, but I'm going to show you the way to where. I'm going to show you the way to where you're going. And it sounds almost confusing, doesn't it? It sounds... um, It's hard to get our minds around, but when we realize that from the beginning of time, Jesus set his life aside so we can live, it gives us a great confidence. And maybe you've gotten somewhere in life where, or you've separated what God's combined and you've got, you go, God, well, uh, I kind of know where I'm going. And I kind of know where you're taking me, but I'm not sure. And maybe you've doubted God and you've been troubled. Don't let your hearts be troubled. And I think today is about if we're going to revive our faith and revive church, we need to use the trouble we come up against to remind us the way to where and say, man, Jesus is both the way we're going and the way to get there. In this Last Supper, he recalls, he remembers, he rehearses, guys, it's all about me. It's all about uh, coming to me and serving me and uh, finding me. And when you find me, you find life. And I wonder what a church would look like. And I guess the point of today is what would a church look like? What would Revive Church look like in light of knowing the way to where? In light of knowing he's the way, and he's the where. If you've ever doubted, man, God, where are you taking me? Why'd you let this happen? Why did I miss that elk? Right? It's kind of a selfish prayer, isn't it? In light of all eternity. And listen, I'm all for God. God gives us the desires of our heart. He said, ask not, because 
you have not because you ask not. Bruce preached that in the pre-service prayer message today. We need to ask. But how do we reconcile the point where we ask and we don't have and we go, God, where are you? And he's going, I'm the point. I want you to love me for me. And you have me. And I want you guys to picture a church that has God. Imagine a church that has arrived. He told, imagine that. Or imagine a church that's trying to desperately grasp and trying to get to God. He said, guys, you know the way to where. He told them that. You know the way and you know the where. Thomas said, no, we don't. Philip said, no, just show us the Father. Give us a little bit more. Jesus saying, no, you know the way. And imagine a church that knows who Jesus is and what he's done. What would, how would our, our Christian walk be like? We would be the most confident walkers in all of human history if we knew the way and we knew the where. But because we often treat Jesus as a means to fulfill our end, we get to there and we're unsatisfied. We get to a place in life where we get there. Well, I have the career and I have the job, but I don't quite make enough. So I, ha- I have to have a new there. Is there anyone else but me? You get to there, but there isn't good enough. And you need, you need a new there. He's saying, guys, you're going you're gonna to know the way to where. You're going to know the how. You're going to know me. You're going to know how I did this. And I'm the way. I'm not only the where. I'm not only in heaven. See, I, I think... We get off track when we make even heaven the destination. Well, I'm doing all this so I get to heaven. Heaven is okay if, it, if it's not, if it's, unless it's more than a destination. It has to be about him. He said, I'm going to go prepare a place and bring you to myself. I'm bringing you to me, not just a fire escape from hell. Right? What do you want in eternity, smoking or non-smoking? You ever see that bumper sticker? Who has that helped? Right? Eternity, smoking or non-smoking? Up or down? It's more than bettering ourselves. It's, it's to be with him. It's to be with the God of the universe, the one who, the one who reminds us, I'm the way and I'm the... Where I want you to be the kind of church that realizes that Jesus is King of kings and he's Lord of lords. He's the beginning and the end. See, if we've arrived in life, this is what blew my mind this week. If we can know the way to where, and we can know that now, and life isn't just about all of our Instagram followers and making more money and getting the raise, and those things are great. I, guys, I have goals, and I have a prayer list, and I pray for my kids, and I, I have things I believe God's going to do in my life. But if I'm the point of life, I missed it. I missed it. Are you with me today? I, I missed the whole point. If he's the way, if he's more than a, a means to an end, and it's more than a six-point bull with, 
glory to God, I finally got my elk last Monday. <laughs> Thank you, Lauren. Just lucked into it. But I, I, honestly, I was mad at God, and I've been praying, you know, God, you didn't do what I want, and so I'm upset at you. But God, is, God wants us to lock in on him and be revived in our faith and find a faith that he's the way, he's the reason, he's the reason we're here. We're here to glorify him. We're here to make much of him. We're here to be a church that has such a confident walk that we know the way and we know the where we're going. Imagine if we came to church and we didn't, instead of using people, we would serve them. In business, we'd, we'd say, man, I'm here to bless you. Imagine how you would live your life if you go, I already know where I'm going, and I know the way. It'd be like driving with your wife. <laughs> right? <laughs> huh. Amen. I wish I could say something right now. <laughs> I'll let that lie. We've arrived. What if, you've, what if we lived as if we've arrived? I think that's one of the points of this Last Supper. He's going, guys, I'll show you the way to where. You know, he said, you know the way to where. You got this, and they're still confused, and they're still wondering and there's so how are we going to do this how are we going to see what if church was more like a home and more like a community and less like an organization where we came in and we're just such a confident people that we know where we're going we we still may wonder we still may have questions that's why god gives us a peace that surpasses all understanding the reason he said don't be troubled is because in this, this life there is trouble today. But he had to say that because he said you're going to have trouble, but I'm going to give you a peace that surpasses all understanding. And thank goodness because my understanding isn't that great. What if we had such a confidence and such an ease in life and such a, such a, a, a way that we walk that we go, man, I know the way I'm going. I know how to get there because God is with me. God is for me. God is in my heart. God is in my life. And I don't care what the circumstances say. And I may have shot over that elk and missed it, but I'm not going to get mad at God because he's in control. He gives me an ease, a rest, a confidence, a peace. It becomes the way I walk. I'm going to show you the way you're going. I'm going to show you how you walk through life. And so we begin to walk through this life. And, and what's funny is the fight is fixed, but we're still here. So why didn't God take us home? Right? That's the next question. The fight is fixed. He's going to prepare a place. You're saved, but we're stuck here. I wrestled with all this this week, Connie. But God, I'm still here. You're showing the way. You're with us. But he said, I'm going to send my comforter to you. During this dinner, he said, he showed them communion. He said, I'm going to send the spirit to you because I'm going to show you the way to where you're going to have me with you. 
So it becomes, have you ever heard the phrase a Christian walk? Walk, the walk of faith. That's why we're here. To walk faith and represent God, this Lamb of God that was chosen from the foundation of the world. We're here, we're already there. Let me prove it. Like in the in the Garden of Eden, right? Adam and Eve. God's there. Did Adam and Eve have to go anywhere? They were there, which is kind of amazing. The way it reads is Adam just, I made Adam. Boom. He's there. Takes a rib. God takes a rib. Eve's there. I always wondered, were they babies? Did God raise them as toddlers? He's too smart for that. They're probably the, he, Adam's the perfect age, like 42. <laughs> Bing! Right? They're just, they're there with God. He made them. They're with, they don't need anything. They're with God. They don't have to go anywhere. Everything reflects God's goodness and his grace and the trees and the heavens and all of creation, and they're just with God. His intent from the beginning, we're just there, we're just with him. And what if a church, what if a church realizes that this is how we're revived? If we just realize we're with God and he made us and he saved us and we can walk with him. We don't have all the answers. We don't, we don't know the answer, all the answers at the end of the day, but God is with us. We're in a place where everybody belongs. And we don't share announcements and do offerings to get stuff from people. We're a, we're a family that works together, that serves one another. Right? That's the kind of church we want to be, a revived church where everyone has their place. Let's dream that way. Can we do that? Let's dream and be the kind of place that, God, you're the way and you're the where. You're the way to get there, and you're the destination. And if you haven't met that Jesus, you can meet him today by praying, God, I, I've been lost. I've been separated. I've been doing my own thing. I don't, I don't know the way, and I don't know the where. Like Thomas, who later would give his own life for the gospel, but he encountered a God. Even Philip, we give them a hard time, but we can sure relate, can't we? And I think we live in a world that um, they're asking, what's the catch? Right? What do you want from us? Are you trying to get stuff from us? No, we've arrived. Imagine if you live a life where you don't need anything from other people. Imagine your marriage where I'm not here for you to serve me because I've arrived. <laughs> I'm in Christ. I'm already set free. And I want you to imagine this destination. Imagine if anyone's in Christ, they're, they're a new creation. And I'm free indeed. For whom the Son is set is free indeed. Really, are you, are you living a life that's free? Because if you're free, you don't need something from someone else because you're free. You live a life that looks up and looks to God. Man, God is with me. God is for me. I know the way and I know the where. And imagine us walking out of faith so confident. 
And <clears throat> that's the point I want to drive home. God wants to give us a confidence in these days as we revive church. No matter where people come, if they come here to Latimer Street, they find Jesus. And if they come downtown, they find Jesus. They find a people that are walking out. And Ben mentioned this in his message about uh, what, if, what if we build a true community that loves one another? That community has to be built on this truth that Jesus is the way and the where. Otherwise, we're just building some fake utopia that won't satisfy, but we know the way and we know the where. And if we step into our meetings and our home groups and our kids' ministry and our youth ministry with that kind of hope, people will see what Jesus was trying to say. At that last supper, he said, man, guys, you know the way. And I wonder if he got frustrated. Heather, you and the team can come up. I wonder if he got frustrated and said, man, guys, I've been with you three years. And Philip, Thomas would, would separate what God combines. And then Philip said, if you just show us a little bit more. I wonder today if, um, if we can internalize that for just a minute. Maybe you've separated what God's tried to join in your life. Or maybe you're like Philip who said, Man, God, just show me a little more, then we'll believe. Maybe for us today, meeting Jesus is enough. Meeting the Son, the son of God who gave his life and laid it down would be enough for us to thrive as a community and show the world something totally different. I love that uh, at the Last Supper, the setting is a table. And a table is a place where a family gathers to eat their venison their daughter just shot. <laughs> or the elk we just got. Think of that, Jesus bringing his guys together and saying, hey, I'm gonna go prepare a place for you and I'm gonna bring you to me. Not just to heaven. See guys, if we've got our eyes on heaven and we're living out this faith just to get there. Jesus is a means to an end. We've missed it. And if we're mad at him for not answering our prayers, you didn't do this, then he's a means to an end. But if he's the point of life and he's the way to get there and he's the destination, then I think we get it. And if you wrestle with the message, I want you to go home, maybe read that again and say, God, show me, because I, I don't get it. I've wrestled with this all week, saying, God, if you're gonna revive, revive church, Clark Fork City Church, if you're gonna take us to a new place and we're gonna really show Jesus a new, show the world a new way, then we need to get this truth that we're totally satisfied in you. We're so satisfied in you, God. And he does answer our prayers. 
He does. We set goals. We go for things. We grab onto things. We, we set goals in life, but he's bringing them to a table to himself so they get the meaning. Because if they miss that, they miss everything. And then we're selling something that uh, will sell, we'll sell God short. But we don't want to do that. Amen? I want to pray for you today. Father, we... Help me, I confess I'm wrestling with this text and, and when I read that, you're, you'll show them the way to where it confused me and I wondered what that meant, but God, I, I know there's many of us that have wandered through life wondering how are we gonna get to the place where we think we're supposed to go when ultimately it's you. Could you help us today be totally satisfied and not just what you've done, but who you are? Would you help us come to a place where uh, we realize that you're King of Kings and Lord of Lords, and you've set us free from life, and you've set us free, and we're free indeed. We can live a life where we don't have to seek approval. It's not about the, the clothes we wear. When we get into eternity, Everything else is going to fade away. And you're going to be magnified. And we're going to realize we put so many things on a pedestal that didn't even matter or compare to how great you are. And I believe today if we can get this truth, God, in John 14, that you're the reason we exist. You're the reason we're revived. You're the reason we're here to reach other people. The world will be changed. So please help us uh, grasp this simple truth that can be so hard to get into our hands. Be like grabbing water that slips out through our fingers. Please help us today. And maybe today we don't know you and maybe you're not first in our life. And like the Bible says, seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness and you'll add everything else to our life. Would you help? Would you do that in us today? Please, Lord, we want to make much of you and our prayers and our songs. And uh, we want to find you in Jesus' name. Everyone said, amen. You guys can stand on your feet. We're going to sing in response to uh, the words in John 14 today. And then Heather will help us conclude the message or the meeting today in just a moment.